You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Phishing, ransomware, and the state of the internet. Why some malware comes up again even after cleaning. Investigations into the Bangladesh bank hack continue, with attention centering on North Korea, and with some suspicion that the DPRK may have bought some access from moonlighters in Shanghai. Another acquisition in the cyber sector, and no one's immune from a tight labor market. Singapore will restrict civil servants' internet access next year, and wants to keep official email out of private channels. The FBI continues its investigation into alleged public-private email co-mingling and various strains of jihad and counter-jihad cross paths online. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, June 8, 2016. Bogus Apple domains are the source of several phishing expeditions targeting users in the UK and China. FireEye says the phishers are after Apple IDs and passwords. Another phishing campaign is out to double-tap victims of the Mt. Gox cryptocurrency exchange collapse. If you lost money in Mt. Gox, Siren warns expect to be fished from the notorious Kraken exchange. Locky and TeslaCrypt ransomware are being overtaken by a crimeware dark horse called Crisis. ESET researchers report that Crisis is unusual in that it seems largely agnostic with respect to file extensions. Most crypto ransomware picks out certain extensions for encryption, but Crisis goes after pretty much everything. Black Shades is also still out there as ransomware attacks show no signs of abating. Black Shades, as Trend Micro notes, accepts ransom by PayPal and taunts security researchers with subliterate boasting embedded in its code. Black Shades' victims are still mostly English and Russian speakers. SecureWorks offers an explanation for the apparent recurrence of some malware in cleaned systems. Some attack code exploits BITS, a native Windows tool used to retrieve updates. The Bangladesh bank hack still looks to many like a North Korean job, although there are some suggestions that the attackers may have bought some of their access from moonlighting hackers who have day jobs in China's People's Liberation Army. F-Secure's Miko Hyponen notes that the cool billion the thieves almost got away with would have solved a lot of budget problems for the DPRK, which runs on about $4 billion a year. Whoever was behind the fraud, the theft may well have been enabled by compromised and lousy passwords. Not as bad as da-da-da, perhaps, but not much better. We hear there's this guy who was using da-da-da for his LinkedIn and Pinterest accounts, if you can believe it. In any case... 
U.S. bank regulators have joined the international chorus of financial system minders telling banks to up their security game. The Federal Financial Institutions Examination Council, FFIEC, which numbers among its members the Federal Reserve, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, and the Comptroller of the Currency, didn't issue any new rules but advised banks to review their risk management practices and their controls over payment networks. So the warning amounts to a stern counsel to mind your compliance and your best practices, lest you sustain scrutiny from regulators, which of course you will. This week sees a number of trend reports. The New York Times points with alarm to the well-known state-driven market for zero days, and the aforementioned Miko Hyponen observes that the notorious difficulties of attribution make cyber weaponry perfect for the sort of semi-deniable hybrid war being waged in many parts of the world today. Akamai's quarterly State of the Internet report sees a continuing rise in distributed denial-of-service attacks and observes that many of these are using stressor booter-based botnets. DDoS remains cheap and it remains an effective misdirection technique to mask other attacks. Akamai also reports that account takeover attacks are particularly targeting financial and entertainment verticals. In industry news, Fortinet announces its acquisition of ExcelOps, the Silicon Valley security information and event management shop. Fortinet sees the acquisition as a play to move security intelligence to the cloud. And U.S. Cyber Command isn't immune to a tight labor market. Major General Paul Nakasone, commander of its National Mission Force, says that while recruiting is fine, retention is proving more challenging. Elsewhere in the U.S., the Intelligence Advanced Research Projects Agency, IARPA, the IC's homegrown version of DARPA, is soliciting ideas for innovative and deceptive approaches to cybersecurity. Looking at cybersecurity research more generally, the CyberWire is pleased today to welcome its newest research partner, Virginia Tech's Hume Center. We spoke with the Hume Center's director, Charles Clancy, about his organization and its research interests. We'll hear from him after the break. Singapore is going to restrict its civil servants' Internet access dramatically, hoping thereby to reduce its government's vulnerability to phishing, waterholing, and so on. They can say adieu to freely surfing the web by May of next year. Such surfing, we note, isn't necessarily or even usually frivolous. There are lots of important business reasons to maintain access to the Internet. It's interesting that one of the tech-savviest governments on the planet is working toward this kind of separation. Civil servants will still be able to access the web from private devices as long as those endpoints have no access to government email. The government will provide dedicated and closely controlled terminals for those personnel whose work requires Internet access. In the U.S., the FBI's investigation of some American government officials' use of personal servers that may or may not have commingled personal and government emails continues, but behind a discreet investigatory veil of secrecy. Some civil servants are said to have received partial immunity. And finally, as anti-ISIS jihadis from Iran's Revolutionary Guard take to online media to tweak the self-declared caliphate, the FBI director warns that those who flirt with jihad risk arrest. The Bureau has apparently expanded its use of sting operations to net aspiring terrorists, so surfers beware, and stay clear of that guy from the Revolutionary Guard. He calls himself Abu Azrael, that's father of Azrael. Azrael, our stringers tell us, would be the angel of death. So Abu Azrael must be a dangerous guy. In any case, he seems to act as ruthlessly as his enemies. (music) 
Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And it's my pleasure today to introduce our newest academic and research partner. Uh, Dr. Charles Clancy is the director of the Hume Center for National Security and Technology. They're part of Virginia Tech. Uh, Dr. Clancy, welcome to the CyberWire. Uh, thanks. It's great to be here. Uh, just as by way of introduction, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and the kind of research that goes on there at the Hume Center? Uh, certainly. Um, the Hume Center at Virginia Tech was established in 2010. Uh, really to try and help uh, bridge the gap between uh, students who are interested in careers in national security and, and a growing demand for uh, by employers, both in the federal government and in industry, uh, for students who uh, are really interested and understand the, the world of national security. Given cybersecurity is an increasing challenge to our nation, uh, it's a key focus of much of the curriculum that we've developed uh, and the student-oriented programs uh, that we have unveiled over the last few years. What are the particular areas of research that you are interested in personally? Uh, personally, my research has historically been in wireless security. Uh, I've done a lot of work in, in cellular, uh, and as uh, the Internet of Things becomes a, a key part of cellular, uh, doing a lot of work in, in the Internet of Things and security challenges with the Internet of Things. All right. Well, we look forward to talking to you uh, as, as time goes on and learn about some of the uh, interesting things that you all are working on there. Thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber.
And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.